Fit Science Podcast. My name is Tyler Bobot, and welcome back to either the 20th Sunday after Pentecost or Reformation Sunday for the week of October 27th, 2019. And I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to dig into this week's podcast. And I'm really excited because there is a lot of text to go through, but I do think that this week there is something really cool that we can tie in with this week's text that's going on right now that I think can empower us as people, and I think it can also be some type of thing we can do together as a group, and I'll explain that a little bit later, but before I get into this week's podcast, I have to do our shameless plug for Working Preacher. If you haven't checked out Working Preacher, I'd highly recommend it. Between their Sermon Braidways podcasts, their commentaries, their discussions, since I'm not an ordained minister, I lean on getting information from Luther Seminary through Working Preacher, and it helps me give me some direction as I'm looking at these on a week-to-week basis to bring you this podcast. If you haven't checked it out, I'd highly recommend it. Second of all, if you are looking for a TV show to check out, again, I have recommended it multiple times. I would say God Friend and Me is arguably one of the best things on television right now. And I think there's a lot of correlations, especially as we have worked through Luke this last year, but a lot of correlations where we see God working through others that can easily be seen in that show. And if you haven't checked it out, I'd highly recommend it. Also, before we get into this week's podcast, we have to look at last week's Twitter question. The Twitter question was, where do you need to trust God in the midst of change? And where are you wrestling that you need to trust God? And I think there's a lot of things in life right now where we can say that we need to trust more or lean into that faith and be willing to see where that takes us. But there's also those times when we are wrestling. And I did a reflection a little bit today and how many times we put things in front of our own faith, saying we need to do this, but there's this obstacle that's in the way. And sometimes we end up in a way lifting up this obstacle instead of actually going straight to the source, going straight to God and saying, how am I going to get through this? And I think that's so easy for us in the culture that we're in, that we're used to, in a way, figuring out how to cut ourselves down instead of being able to look and go beyond and just go straight to the source of where we need to go. So like I said here in the introduction, there's a lot of text this week because I will be trying to go through the Reformation Sunday text along with the 20th Sunday after Pentecost text. And so thus the summaries will be very short this week. But the reason that I do this is I think that actually all these texts kind of weave together. And we have to remember first, before we even get into the Reformation, what is the Reformation? Because not every church will be going through Reformation, but it's kind of part of the movement, the the recognition of the people who helped break away from the Roman Catholic Church initially to bring out a lot of Protestant faiths and was the process of posting of the 95 Theses, which will the anniversary of that will be this week and kind of the recognition of what these people did and how it moves us forward. So it's a lot of Martin Luther, but a lot of also the people who came after him and was with him in this time to make statements like sin boldly and for us to move forward in a way and be willing to take sacrifices and take chances for the gospel. 
So it's a really powerful Sunday in that way. So the gospel text this week is out of John chapter 8, verses 31 through 36 for Reformation Sunday. And this is where Jesus is talking with Jews who had believed in him, coming from verse 31, very key word there, and telling them that if they continue in his word that they will be his disciples, they will know the truth and the truth will set them free. The people then, the Jews that he's talking to, refer back to being descendants of Abraham and that they're not slaves to anyone. So what are you meaning by being made free? Jesus responds with, very truly, I tell you, everyone who commits a sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Essentially, through the trust in God, through the trust in Jesus, that you then are released of that sin, not being defined on what you were before. The first reading then this week for Reformation Sunday is from Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 through 34. The key thing here is the covenant, that the Lord is making a new covenant with his people and that it will be embedded on their hearts, that they no longer will have to teach one another to know the Lord, coming from verse 34, but that it will be ingrained in them, that this covenant which we know now is the Holy Spirit being in us, moves us so that we have a faster communication, a quicker communication to who God is for that relationship building to happen. The psalm this week is Psalm 46. Again, this is a psalm where we really understand and realize the dependence that we have on God, that he is our refuge and strength and very present in a time of trouble, and that through all the chaos that goes around us, we have to remember to be still and know that God is God and that he's got control over this. And that even in the chaos, the beautiful thing is knowing that God has it in control. The second reading is from Romans chapter 3, verses 19 through 28. And this is realizing the difference between the law and then what God is telling us to do. And that we have the law, and the law is there, but because we're in Christ Jesus, there is a point where we're separated from the law, and the law being referenced to a lot of the Old Testament commandments. And that through Christ, that he has taken on the cost of sin. And that it's not through the law, not by works, but it's by faith that we have been set apart. And it's through that faith that moves us into this new relationship with Christ that moves us again toward this being, toward this place. It's the reading that is confirming the covenant that was given here to Jeremiah in the first reading. Now to quickly go through the 20th Sunday after Pentecost text, and there's a lot of them this week, the gospel text then would be coming out of Luke chapter 18 verses 9 through 14. This is where we get the Pharisee and the other tax collector. And the Pharisee is in the temple and is making a scene, essentially, of thanking God that he isn't all these other things and that he does all these quote-unquote righteous things. But yet, 
here is this tax collector standing over by himself, beating on his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And that Jesus is pointing out that the tax collector is the one who is humbling himself before the Lord and realizing how insignificant in a way that he is, but yet how significant he is to God by humbling himself in that way. There are multiple different first readings this week, depending on if there are certain books of the Bible that you recognize. So the first reading can be from Sacra chapter 35, verses 12 through 17. And it continues on this point that we're seeing in Luke, that God's love and God's forgiveness is not just bought. It's by actions. And is that we give out of what we can give, what we can do, and that God is recognizing that and seeing that, and that he will remember that when we come into his glory. Another alternative first reading, depending on your Bible structure, is Jeremiah chapter 14, verses 7 through 10 and 19 through 22. This, again, is talking about that we have to remember God in these times of trouble and that there's times where we like to push aside others. We like to push aside and forget that God is still with them and that God still wants us to open up and welcome them in and that they aren't that different from us that we can then show in a way without it saying it, but showing the love of Christ. And in this case, they're looking at the tribes of Israel and how it's been divided and how they're rejecting each other and realizing that God is still God. So give thanks to God and to welcome in these people and let God do work. The alternative first reading then is from Joel chapter 2 verses 23 through 32. And again, it continues on this theme that God overabundantly provides for people, that he is willing to do all this. But again, we have to know that it is God that is doing this. We have to give the acknowledgement. We have to give the thanks and praise to the one who is willing to do this for us. The psalm this week, then, for the lectionary for the 20th Sunday after Pentecost is from Psalm 84, verses 1 through 7, and that when we recognize the gift that God has given us, our soul sinks. Our soul is willing to look at the beauty of what God has given us, that there is no other God who can do this that he has been able to provide for his people and look at how he provides for his creation. The second reading is from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 8 and 16 through 18. This is kind of the end of the letter that Paul is writing to Timothy for the second time. He continues on this thing of, remembering what God has done for him and that he has then tried to run the race the best way that he can, giving everything he is to God. And that through that, God has continued to provide and protect him. But it's that process of trying to 
give to God. I really like these last couple verses, so I will read them to you, starting in verse 17. But the Lord stood by me and gave me strength so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and save me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Beautiful. This idea of what God is doing for us if we're willing to give him control. A lot to go through there. A lot going on. But I think it's the overall theme that I'm understanding through these multiple readings is this. Remembering who we are, whose we are, and giving thanks to them. Remembering that we are a child of God and that through that, that changes who we are and that we need to give recognition to God. It's very simple in concept. It's very difficult, I think, for us to fully do. And the way that I see this tying to science and what I'm really excited about this week is we have to remember we are still part of the creation that God made around us. And so often I feel that part of the things that we do and myself included in this, we like separating ourselves from the creation. And I think to our own detriment, because we separate ourselves from the creation, we are putting a stiff arm, an arm's length between us and God. This idea that we can build all this stuff and rejecting what God has already naturally provided for us. I think there's a point when we actually go into an ecosystem and see how the ecosystem helps provide for itself to be able to continue to grow and go through natural succession, as we've talked about before, is powerful. We can use that and see that in our own lives, that there's times where we have people around us or things happening around us that help perpetuate and move us forward and continue to help us grow. It's a beautiful thing. If you think of a tree, a tree is in an area for its whole life, and but think about how much it sees. It continues to grow as it's fed and nourished by the sun and the carbon that it's sucking out of the air to continue to grow. And as it changes, it becomes where there are certain things where it might not be able to withstand anymore. Just like human beings. As we get older, there's things that we just physically can't do anymore. And that's okay. And it relates back to understanding the gifts that God has given us. And utilizing them in the time and in the place that God has called us to be. And being thankful for the ones that we have. It's very simple in concept. It's very difficult in practice. But what really has me excited this week and what I teased in the introduction was there is something that's happened over the last week on YouTube, and I know that many of my listeners aren't active YouTube people. So try staying with me on this, and I think it's really cool. So there was a YouTuber named Mr. Beast who's been doing kind of some of these outrageous challenges, but a lot of it continues to kind of get back to, at some point, giving back to the community. And so he hit 20 million subscribers earlier this year, and he put out to his community of followers, what should I do for this? And someone suggested planting 20 million trees. 
He reached out to Mark Romer, who I'm going to attach his video down below. Mark Romer used to work at NASA and help put Curiosity on Mars. Super cool science guy. And through that partnership, along with partnering with the Arbor Day Foundation and reaching out to lots and lots of YouTubers, they have the ambitious goal to plant 20 million trees before 2020 starts. And right now, as I'm recording it, I'll refresh the page right now. And this just launched this week. They're at 4,253,482 trees donated. And the way that they're doing this is for every dollar that is donated, a tree is being planted. Very simple concept. I'll attach the page below in the links. So they're essentially trying to raise $20 million so that 20 million trees are planted. And why do I bring this up with this text? I think because so many times that we like separating ourselves from creation, we are forgetting who we are. We are like the Jews who had believed, who are referencing to Abraham and saying that, what do you mean we're slaves? What do you mean you can make us free? That we are at some disconnect from our creator. That there is a point where we're communicating, but yet we're not communicating. We aren't understanding each other. There's times then, because of this lack of communication, we're like the Pharisees standing there and looking at what we're not, and not realizing who we are. Looking at what we're doing, but not understanding what impact really we're doing. What impact can I really be making to impact the community around me, to impact God's community and God's world that he has created for us to be on? We miss the boat. The cool thing that I'm noticing with this project is a lot of these people who are donating aren't typical science people. There's tech people, there's lifestyle bloggers, there's all these different people and realizing the environmental impact that they've made, understanding all the stuff that's been going on in the world and saying, is there something that I can do? And maybe this little thing doesn't completely reverse climate change, but it's a start. It's making a statement and it's doing something. It's sitting there and realizing that I can make a difference, that I can sit there and start saying, God, I've made a mistake. What gifts have you given me to be able to impact this problem? It's really cool to think about that, especially that some of us, and I know myself included, I will probably be praying over this myself on, can I give even just a little bit? To understand that there's some impact that I can have. Is there some other way that I can continue to make that impact felt? Are there ways that I can say there is something going on and it's in part of who I am? I would argue when we're looking at these texts and we're thinking about if you're in a congregation with the Reformation or if you're just going through the 20th Sunday of Pentecost, who are we? Whose are we? And what does that make us do? I think there's a point when we're looking at and we're trying to connect all this stuff, we have to look at ourselves in the broader context of the creation in which we were given and was told 
take care of this place. We have to then be able to look at that and understand that it can't be all about us. And when I'm saying us, it can't be all about Homo sapiens. If we are noticing that there are other issues going on beyond the human species, we have to look at and consider them. And we have to be able and willing to maybe not only just give in a financial sense, but give emotionally, physically, and spiritually. It's in that process and the way of dirt in the hand to the process of understanding that trees are just huge vacuum cleaners for carbon, as Mark Romer puts, and it's a beautiful metaphor, and it's very true and very accurate, of what a beautiful place this is that we have been given to work, to live. And if this is only a foretaste of what heaven is like, I can't imagine. But I'm not to the point where I need to be sensing and just thinking purely about heaven. I need to be thinking about the place that I have been told to work. And right now, the place that I've been told to work is here. So me, as a merciful sinner, God, help me recognize that. Help me connect with who and whose I really am. Help me understand the ways that I can make a difference instead of just looking at the world and seeing problems. So the Twitter question this week will be, how can you make a difference this week? How can you make a difference this week? And I'm also going to add the hashtag of Team Trees so that we can think about, is this a way that we can make a difference this week? I know for me, it's something that I'm going to pray about. Is this a way that I can make a difference? But what other ways can I make a difference, not just purely using my pocketbook to do it? What other ways can I make a difference? Is it welcoming the stranger? Is it going on a walk and recognizing the beauty that God has around me? Is it understanding the gift of being in a country that for the most part has a lot of freedoms that many would give up their life for? Is it understanding the diversity, not just in people, but in the creation that is around our world and how beautiful that is? We often forget, and I think that's a mistake on our part, and I think it's time for us to start recognizing that maybe that's the new reformation. Maybe that's the way that we reform who we are as Christians is understanding and appreciating the power of what God is doing in us, through us, and around us on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, and year-to-year basis. Because we grow, we change, we help sustain the communities and the places that we're in, we move to new places and continue to grow, and at some point we will return to the earth as dust, as a physical body, We know that our spirit of who God made us to be continues on in a much different way than we could ever fully comprehend in this lifetime. Praise be to God for that, but I also need to be giving praise to him on a daily basis for the blessings of the world around me that I get to appreciate today. So, we'll wrap this up as we always do. I pray God blesses you through your faith. 
and amazes you through science.